appreciate you being here tonight, and I didn't really know what kind of crowd we'd have here tonight, but all of our small groups today have, have talked about gifts, and probably gifts are on a lot of people's minds in a lot of different ways. Um, I, I know all these kids that are sitting up here, they're, they're thinking about the gifts that they're going to get for Christmas. Uh, there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them I, I can tell you exactly what it is they have on their mind. Uh, some of us are thinking about gifts that we're going to give, right? Donnie, you probably got a pretty good idea about what you're going to buy those little grandbabies, and, 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 you, and, and you're excited about that, right? And, and, and so we just think a lot about gifts, whether we're getting or giving this time of year. And it, it just got me to thinking about how those things relate to us, even spiritually. Probably the greatest gifts that I think I've ever received, and I don't even know if I, how to quantify this, I, I thought about... Uh, my mother bought me a pair of playoff Jordans when I was about 16 years old. She's been an obscene amount of money on these things. I'll never pay that. I, I hope I never pay that for my kids for shoes. Okay, but but my mother did. I remember that uh, when Shelly and I were dating one Christmas, I unwrapped a Nintendo 64, and that may be nothing now, but that was awesome in 1995. Uh, that was like the world's greatest present I'd ever received. And I was just kind of thinking about this, th th especially over the last couple of days. And, and it, you know, people have, people, and this has nothing to do with Christmas time, people have let me live in their homes completely rent-free twice in my life. I mean, that's a pretty big gift, isn't it? And we could probably all tell stories about gifts that people have given to us. And, and we try to quantify those things based on our, our, our wants, our desires. There are some things I'm excited about because I wanted it really bad. But we also understand that, that one thing that makes those gifts even more special is when people sacrifice to give us those gifts. And when we get old enough to start to understand that, when we start to, to, to get to this point of maturity to understand that people who have given us things are actually doing without so that we can have, it gives a whole new meaning, doesn't it? In 2 Samuel 24, 24, you remember what David said about worshiping God? I, I love this. I try to think about this every time we come together. He said, I will surely not make an offering to the Lord my God which costs me nothing. What's he saying? It doesn't cost me anything. It's not really worth anything. But it's in the sacrifice that it gives that gift meaning. You know, one of those people that, that let Shelly and I live, live in their home rent-free, rent we, were, we were newlyweds, right? At, I mean, I had a semester left of college, and Shelly had a lot, a lot of college left, but, but I was just kind of biding time. And somebody come and they offered me to, to let me live in their home, and, and I appreciated it. I really did. I mean, you know, I didn't have to live in that teeny tiny apartment, and it wasn't going to cost me a dime, just pay my utility, so it was really nice. But, but in, in my mind, I was kind of thinking that this guy was kind of like Eddie up here. I mean, he had all kinds of money, you know, and he just happened to have... Look at what Eddie are you talking about, right? Well, this, you know, and, and he was just kind of... I was kind of enjoying the, the overflow. And I will never forget, we had moved out of that house. His daughter got ready to go to college at Freed Hardman. And he was asking me all these questions about financial aid and scholarships. And I said, I mean, I really don't, I don't know all the answers to that. And he said, well, well, look at, look at my finances. And most people, you don't ever get a, a peek, you know, or t t private about that. But he actually showed me what he makes. He didn't make anything. I mean, in my first preaching job, I made squat, okay? He made more, he made less than that. 
When I realized that, you know what? That gift that He gave me took on a whole new significance. It wasn't someone who was just kind of, you know, leaving the edges of the field for me. It was somebody who sacrificed so I could have a place to live. The sacrifice gave it meaning. When we think about the gifts that we have been given, I want us to understand those things. I want us to understand that these gifts, they, they, they don't just come from people in our life, but they come from people who are acting as the agents of God. What's James 1.17 say? Every good... A lot of our kids could say this. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Comes from above. And it's that challenge as, as I'm sitting around and you sit around with your family and, and I guess most families are like this, but at some point you just get into this mass chaos of there's just wrapping paper everywhere and there's toys and there's, there's clothes and there's just stuff that people have gotten. Let's just take a moment just, just to say, you know, God has blessed us. God has blessed us. God is the reason that we're in this place. In this, in this room, in this house. God is the reason that we had that big meal. God is the reason that we have all these things. And, and I don't understand exactly the why behind all of that, but I do understand the who. I do understand I need to take a moment to actually thank God for that gift. For that gift that maybe someone sacrificed so that I could have or someone sacrificed so that you could have. God is the one who is the true author of those things. And it's so easy for us to forget that. To get into the hustle and the bustle and it become about the dollar signs and it become about the, just the things. And we lose focus of God. Can I challenge you to give some good gifts this year? To give some good gifts? You don't have to spend a dime. You don't have to spend a dime. My son's got fear on his, on his face that a good gift is. There's no, no dollars beside it because of what he wants. But you know, some of the greatest gifts we'll ever receive, they, they don't cost anything. I'll open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1. The value of a sincere compliment. I love this as, as Paul writes to Timothy. And, and you know what? He didn't have to say the things... He didn't have to say the things that he said. But Paul takes a moment to write to Timothy. He said, I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother and in your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. He took just a moment to say, listen, I want you to know that I noticed. I want you to know that I thought you did a really great thing or that you're growing to be a great young lady or a wonderful young man or I saw this thing that you did or I appreciate your sacrifice or I appreciate your devotion. And every one of us, I hope we have received, we have received those things. And it's not, it's not a bragging sort of situation that we're trying to set up. I'm trying to help us understand how to feel when somebody said that. How to feel when somebody said that feels pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, you know, the, 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 there, there are those things that when people say those things, it's listen, it's better than, 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 giving, than, than if they'd come up and give you a $20 bill. Isn't it? We can do that. It doesn't cost a dime. Sometimes we don't do that, and, and I think it really adversely affects our, our relationships. If we go out of our way, just to give a sincere compliment, it will affect our relationships. Paul did it. Jesus did it, didn't He? 
Right? When, 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 the centur- when the centurion servant, and he said, hey, I want everybody to hear this. This guy, he didn't have to say this, this guy has more faith than anyone I've met in all of Israel. Do you think for the rest of his life, everybody remembered the time that Jesus Christ singled him out and said, look at this guy? Yeah. And it may be a card. Some of you guys are expert card writers or a note or a text or a handshake. Or, or, but when you do that, you bless the people that are around you. It's a gift. It doesn't cost a thing. A listening ear. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's kind of hard to do sometimes. But there are sometimes one of the greatest gifts we can, we can receive is just someone to listen to us. I want to know not just that somebody notices. I want to know that somebody cares. I've got, I got a friend of mine. He preaches. His name is Brian McAllister. I'll say his name. He preaches up at Centerville. Didn't, you didn't preach there at this time. But I will, I will never forget a time when I was going through a really tough time and he just listened. He just listened. He didn't agree with everything I said. He didn't have any great answers. He couldn't, he couldn't fix my problems. He listened, though. Never forget it. We'll never forget it. We'll never see him again that I don't think about that time that he just listened. Doesn't cost a dime. Smile. A, a joyful disposition. There's a proverb in Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17 and verse 22. The Bible says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Oh, there's enough people. There's enough people that dry up your bones. Okay? There's enough people in this world that dry up your bones. Let's be a people. Let's be a people that have a joyful heart. That affects the people that are around us. Did you get your Christmas card bags? Everybody got home, and if you haven't got them, they're out there in the hall. Go through them. Look at the pictures. My favorite one. Okay, case was towards the top. It was a pretty, pretty cute baby picture he had there. My favorite one was Dennis and Cindy Brooks's card. Wake up, Dennis. I'm going to talk about you for a minute. Dennis and Cindy Brooks' card. Did you see what it said on the front? It just said, it said, joy. Did you see the look on their face? I mean, if you could, and some of you looked, and you know what I'm talking, if you could look at that card and you could not feel better, if you could not just feel the joy kind of oozing from it, right? I mean, that was awesome. I want to be that. And, and, and I, we struggle with that, right? Some of us, we're just not, not always, but, but that, that's the point. Be happy. Because it has an impact on people that are around us. I went Thursday Thursday afternoon. I went and I visited with Kathy Rains. And Kathy's had cancer and she's had all this struggle and all this sickness. And I went to see her. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of you know Kathy. The whole time I was there, she had this huge grin on her face. And she was just laughing. And I told her, I said, I came to help you feel better, but I'm feeling pretty good just, just because I was here and you were smiling the whole time. It ain't cost a thing, guys. That's a gift. You may not have $10 in your pocket. That's okay. That's okay. Give that sincere compliment. Listen to someone when they're struggling. They just need someone to know that somebody cares. Provide that cheerful disposition. Because when we do that, we're showing people God. Even those gifts come from above. Of course, the greatest gift of all, right? What's the greatest gift of all? What's better than a pair of Air Jordan playoff tennis shoes? 
What's better than a Nintendo 64 or even free rent? It's what we talked about this morning. It's the sacrifice that was made on the cross. It's our, it's our salvation. We know Ephesians 2 and verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. You see, it's something we could never earn. It's something that we could never do enough. There are a lot of gifts that I suppose if I worked hard enough and long enough, I could, I could earn them, right? I'm trying to teach my children, you save your money and one day you can buy that, right? You want that obscenely priced thing? Well, save your own money. Don't ask for my money, right? We try to teach that lesson. And, and there are some things in life, you know, you want to drive that, then save your money and one day you can have it. You can have that house and you can have all these things. All your life, you can never get this. You can never earn it. You can never achieve it. It's out of your grasp. That's what the cross is about. That's a gift. That's the greatest gift you've ever received. That's the greatest gift you will ever receive. Our salvation. To understand that when Jesus died on the cross, He gave us something that we could not and cannot give to ourselves. Sometimes when I sit around with our, my family now, and you know, I, I got some, I got some stuff. My, I had our, little, our family Christmas yes yesterday, and I got some stuff. You know, uh, I got a, I got a new dress shirt, a white one, right? Because I don't have any of those. And uh, I got some house shoes, and I got some dress socks, and I'm glad, I'm glad to have them. Truth is, if I'd really wanted those, I could have bought them, right? Shelly, you let me buy that stuff, right? If, 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 I, if I really wanted to. I could never buy this. It's a gift. It's something that is given to me. And all I have to do is accept it. Reach out your hand and take it. Say, Lord, here am I. I want the gift. I want to accept your sacrifice. I want that relationship with you. It's a gift. It's not a bargain. It's not the greatest deal you've ever received. It's a gift. So when I'm thinking about gifts this year and thinking about whether my son's going to get the thing that he is really hoping he'll get, he might, he might not. It's going to be okay. Because what we all can receive is the gift of our salvation. And guys, I know we got the cream of the crop here tonight. I know that. But if that's a gift that you need to receive, if that's a gift that you need to embrace with two big, full arms, this is an opportunity just to go up and take that gift and to give thanks to your God who is the greatest gift giver you will ever meet. If you have a need tonight, why don't you come as we stand and sing.